Hi everyone, and welcome to That Cartoon Podcast. My name is Kyle. And I'm Teej. <laughs> what, what, what did she play, uh, Mitch? Sheena Easton. We recorded, uh, we were going to do our second, you know, we did a Halloween oh, special. She was a gypsy. Halloween, the Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were going to do one that was a tribute to Hammer Films. Yeah. And we, uh, we had a great, and we recorded it. We had a great cast. Turn Stamp played yeah. Drag. Uh, Michael York played Van Helsing. Sheena used to play the gypsy. Uh, we had the, the, the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indy, my friend. Yes, that's right. John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies, yes. So uh, we had a great cast and we got a recorder. Terrence Stamp was brilliant because it was completely deadpan, talking, speaking as Dracula. Uh, <laughs> and so we finished the recording. There's Terrence Stamp, completely blank on his face. And I'm sitting in the booth like, oh, my God, he just wants to be out of here. So we finish the recording. We go outside. His agent's there. I, I hope Mr. Stamp had a good time because uh, we loved having him here to do this voice for Dracula. So Terrence Stamp walks out and his agent goes, Terrence, you loved working on this show, didn't you? I did. <laughs> and that's all he said. I did. That, was, that, was, that was Hammer of the Beavers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, had, I would have loved to have finished to have to have us do that one. I remember doing some sketches, and then that's as far as it went. Yeah, I, I loved I loved the moments where we where we just were a little bit subversive, which was often, and um, <clears throat> the the episode with Candy Milo and Bronson Pinchot when it when the the beavers were adopted as pet dogs. And, and Bronson's little character goes, now, honey, you've got to be firm with the, the with the pets or they'll never learn. And he's like, can I try? Yeah. Puppies, I love you. Puppies, I love you. <laughs> puppies, I love you. <laughs> and, then, and then Norbert was just making all those uh, those sounds. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> and to me, Keith wrote one of the best lines in one of the episodes was when they had all the sheep, and 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 Norbert's in the bathtub <laughs> with the rug with the wash rag over his eyes. And what does he say to Daggett? You hear all the sheep in the other room. And what's Norbert's line? Hey, uh, Daggett, you're practicing a little animal husbandry. Oh, animal husbandry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> practicing animal husbandry. you practicing a little animal <laughs> husbandry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Was that was was that what the sheep were? Was that the sheep in the back? Was that what the or was that what the Euro Beaver ones where we had Baba, the sheep that were doing Baba? I, I, the one I, I thought. Yeah, I think it's the one in the bath. Okay. Huh? So we I had the called Baba, mm -hmm. and uh, I remember at the end we didn't have an ending, so we just had our car crash and they all died. <laughs> <laughs> Surefire way to end any story. <laughs> you know, we also had another show, and you guys have to tell me what it is, but uh, Mike Gerard and I were, we got to the end of it, like, there's no ending. There's no ending. So we just added a cord hanging down in the room for the hand. And I don't know who it was, Norbert or Dag, like, what's this? And the whole thing just blew up. <laughs> and that's how we ended it. 
Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Where can you go from that explosion? That's right. <laughs> now, Keith, Keith, Keith mentioned that I was doing my Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross phase, and that's true. In that full episode where we're selling the candy bars, that that Norbert is eating them and getting fatter and fatter throughout the episode, and Daggett just keeps going out having to sell more and more. Is that I was in my Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross phase, and that's how we ended that episode. Norbert put my name up on that board. I just sold the most candy bars, and Nor and and Nick was doing his best, uh, his best. Kevin Spacey, go to lunch, Daggett. Go to lunch, and that's how we faded out on that episode. <laughs> yeah, the end of Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. We could always do that too. That's one way out of the corner was the Daggett Daggett Norb argue out. Uh, yeah, yeah, argue out. Big argue out, fade. <laughs> and, and that's the episode ends. Just have an argument. That, that's true. Countless episodes do end that way. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, it ended. It's an SNL sketch. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, well, that's kind of from SNL sketches and, and also something I heard in an interview with Monty Python, why they started using uh, Perry Gilliam. Was it just like you get the sketch to the point where you don't know how to get out of it? Yeah. There isn't a perfect button or whatever. And it's just like, okay, cut to a cartoon. <laughs> and if you watch the Monty Python shows, you know, that's what they would do. They, they'd run the sketch to the point where it's like, okay. The funny's uh, out. We're done with the funny. There's no more funny here. You know, unlike SNL, it has to go eight minutes black to black, you know, and like a premise kind of, okay, we get it. No, but they could just end it. So, mm -hmm. how many how many um, episodes did we do? Because it, it was five years, but we did animated, six, and, five? animated or not? We did six and a half hours. <laughs> we were doing sixty-five, but we wound up doing sixty-two episodes because we had the Halloween special, which made two episodes. There was uh, the budget. We combined the budget for two episodes for that. And then we did the uh, sisters pilot, simply sisters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So out of the sixty-two, that was uh, there's two per episode. So, and there were just a couple that they just yeah. like bye bye beavers. They was like, <laughs> just they just said no. <laughs> and, and, rats. <laughs> and rats and rats and rats. Right? They just said no on that one, and a couple of others that just were like, uh, you know, guys, uh, look at the time, and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, Bye Bye Beavers, I mean, I would have loved to see it animated, but that one kind of makes sense why they wouldn't let you guys, you know, produce and make that one. But what, what was wrong with the Rats episode? Did they give long. you a reason? It was that? long, wasn't it, Keith? It was uh, long. No, I think it's just they pulled the plug on us, right, at a certain point, Mitch. They just kind of said, well, hey, we need these offices. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nice having you guys around here, but accounting uh, could sure use your desk. <laughs> we, uh, we were we were very strong in the ratings uh, for the whole run. Uh, we were always running neck and neck with Hey Arnold, uh, right behind uh, Rugrats. We were always just right on the tail of Rugrats. We couldn't we couldn't tip the scale, but we were right there on their tails. Uh, and then uh, and we were doing that with uh, Hey Arnold. <laughs> And then um, I went to New York 
and had some meetings up there. I was told next year is going to be the year of the beavers. We're going to focus on the beavers. It must have been the second season or something. We're going to focus on the beavers. Uh, so I was excited about that. And then the management changed. And all of a sudden, cat dog was the front. And we just got, you know, we were has-beens in the third season. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let's, you become you become the redheaded stepchild anytime there's a change in regime because the the new regime didn't bring you on board. So right. they changed they changed the the creative executives, especially up at like the VP level. Those people have to come in and make their mark and prove that they did, you know, that they're creative. And anything left over from somebody else does not do anything for their, you know, for their career for their particular. Uh, tenure there so you kind of get orphaned a little bit yeah. you notice that still yeah. like if they do like a, a 90s weekend on nicktoons or nickelodeon or whatever the beavers are often left out they're often left out of like the the classic nicktoons which always is kind of irritating to me because it's it's uh i think it's it, it didn't get the love that it deserved from yeah. Never did. Well, I remember when the, the new studio opened, they had the statues. Remember the big statues up on the front with the Hey Arnold, and and that was there for a long time. But yeah, and we were there doing a pretend record. Remember, Mitch? They brought us in for the tour while we were pretending to record the Beavers. Yes. But if you look at any of like um, any of like uh, the Nickelodeon '90s, they always talk. Hey Arnold, they'll talk, you know, Rocco's Modern Life, they'll talk, uh, they'll talk Cat Dog before they talk the Beavers. And it's, it always has been kind of sad to me that they don't really mm -hmm. air them the way they air the other ones still. Do you, do you think that kind of plays a, plays a role in you guys not being offered a reboot or a movie? Like Rocco got, got that movie on Netflix. A lot of things are coming back with this wave of nostalgia. Do you do you guys foresee yourselves um, coming back with a movie or anything, or do you think it's dead in water? Well, it's it was discussed with uh, uh, Nickelodeon about two months ago. Um, I spoke with my agent. I said, "What if we try to do a a, a reboot of the Beavers called Angry Beavers Rebooted?" And uh, so they contacted. Uh, Nickelodeon, and after about two weeks, they call back and says, "No, there's no interest in Beavers right now." Well, they don't speak for the people. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> you guys cornered the market on Beavers. I can only think of, I think, a single other Beaver in cartoon media. It was from like Winnie the Pooh. It's a very <laughs> underutilized animal. Yes. Was there a Beaver in in? Uh... Oh, that's right. He was running after Wish. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, you're you're thinking. See, that's, that's Gopher. Think of Gopher. That's okay. Gopher. But there was Beaver a Beaver in Winnie the was, Pooh. Yeah, I think he was like in one episode. Like so, it's even then. Like for whatever reason, maybe North, one of North Mackay. America's we weirdest. Just don't know it. <laughs> one of North America's weirdest animals. Just no one cares. They're not huh? funny enough for TV. Apparently, I disagree. You'd think in this atmosphere of diversity. That the beaver would come back, you know, being underutilized. <laughs> That's right. 
but that also that also lends itself to the uh the products yeah like like we didn't get all those big products and stuff like that i mean there's maybe a handful of of things you know you know those stuffed animals and some pops you know but i had the, this girl that um she made i'm gonna show i don't know if i, I don't know if i show these to you much um she sent these to me um because she said she couldn't find any that she liked so she had knitted these guys wow wow yeah pretty cool, yeah, cool. yeah i still have i have two of these and i have the norbert ones up above over there but i these yeah released yeah i have those too yeah yes yep yep but there's a there's a there's people want but part of part of that was part of that was at the time when we when we came on board nick was doing like one cartoon at a time and they would have ones that was starting up and one that was in its full run and then one that was kind of like phasing out and they did not have a marketing from my understanding they did you know not like you know disney was the marketing machine and they had these you know merchandisers that they work with and they would in fact have the product out before the show or the feature or whatever yeah. we kind of came in and didn't didn't the first company that did merchandising mitch didn't they go uh belly up and then we had to find another merchandising thing to make products i i thought that along <laughs> I, I, the thing, the first thing I remember was a candy dispenser. That was the first thing I remember was a dispenser oh, yeah. with mm. gum in it or a candy or whatever. And it was right. like a yeah, squeeze it and, and Dag would go like that, Sam. But it was just, yeah, they sold those at Blockbuster. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. What helped us is they opened up the Nickelodeon stores for what, a year? I think they yeah. did. Yeah. So the stores and they got, all of a sudden we had plush and beaver stuff and bags and, uh, and now the only thing I can find at Beavers now are the, the bobblehead things. The uh, yeah, what are they called pop ups or yeah, the Funko Pops. Yeah, yeah. you know what? I, uh, the best thing I I, I brought mine. Remember our jackets? <clears throat> I still got mine. You got yours? Mine too. Let me show you. I was just wearing it earlier. Are you wearing? I still have mine. It was passive uh, aggressive and aggressive aggressive. Yep, I got mine. Yep, I got mine. Where the, yeah, I love the, that. Aggressive, aggressive, <laughs> and then that was nice that they let us spend the money to make those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are awesome. That's yeah. I, every now and then I see them on eBay. Somebody sold theirs. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Mike Wright. <laughs> <laughs> it's got three bullet holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what else you got if, for us guys anything <laughs> well just to just to keep heart i mean not to you know keep beating a dead horse but like let's say you guys were offered the opportunity would you prefer a reboot or would you prefer like a revival or like maybe like a a one-off special or does it you I, really I, even cares personally i'd, I'd want to do a series again yeah. myself yeah i mean i just, agree with richard yeah because because you know financially a series would be better for me than a movie. Yeah. There you go. Um yeah, because you know, I feel that the movie one-offs are anticlimactic because we did enter the floor mm -hmm. on, on Invader Sim and mm -hmm. that just came and went. 
and that was it. So, uh, it, I, you know, at least with a series, you get to develop again, and and you know, and you get to see where the Beavers are today. Um, and I just think that that it was just a, it was an un, it was it wasn't it never ended. It wasn't really ended, other than the Bye Bye Beavers thing, which was more for us than anything. It was just cathartic to do the Bye Bye Beavers record. Um, we were kind of left with a bad taste in our mouth when it ended the way it did. It just is like, wait, that's it. We're not even going to get to make these last episodes. And so I'd like to see the, the, the series again. Um, I always have, I always have, I like, I like Mitch's title, uh, Angry Beavers Respooted. I think that's hysterical, but I always have an issue with like the word reboot because mm -hmm. that leaves it open for, you know, different actors, different things. Like if you look at like what they did with Powerpuff, they ruined Powerpuff, in my opinion. They just a completely different show. Oh no, it's Mario! Well, better late than never, Mario. That's what we call him. <laughs> oh, sorry. Busy. Hello. Mario. Hey, Mario. We have Mario joining here. Hello, oh. Mario. How are you? Thank you for joining. Oh, thank you. I'm Kyle, um, and this is Tej over here, my co-host, and I'm sure you know the rest of these fine folks that are here. I do, I do. <laughs> I have seen you in eons. That's right. I, I was uh, in prison in Canada. <laughs> oh, you too. But they kept apologizing for putting him in prison. That's the thing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, you know, Canadian prison, they're so polite. Oh, oh my God! He loved the Canadian jokes. He loved them. Yeah. And Richard, how you doing, man? Good, Mario. How are you? I'm all right. Look all at right. that beard, Mario. How I long know. Are you growing? Like, I, I got to raise my head to a certain degree so it doesn't go completely off. <laughs> how long did it take you to grow that, Mario? Not long. Twenty-five years since the Beavers was canceled. Not long. I got. I can harvest this in the beginning of the year and have it right like this for the holiday. Goodness. But I, that, I think that's a protest beard. He said, "I will shave this beard when the beavers come back." And that's uh, yeah. That's so an easy thing to do, though. Yeah. <laughs> I could shave it and just get it right back. You know, Italian. Just I don't Italian, see it. and you like didn't get it. <laughs> So yeah, you know, as I said, better late than never, Mario. Thank you for joining. Um, I do do have another question for you guys here. Uh, this is for <coughs> everyone to answer uh, at their own pace. Uh, what what's a specific memory that everyone has? Like, what's your favorite memory of making this show? Is it an episode, a moment, um, a particular week or two? You know, what's your favorite memory of this show making it? For me for everyone mario you you can do it first though all the after hours drawings that that, that we did um i would stay late to work on storyboards in the uh conference room and and in between you just draw all these weird little drawings on on post-its and then we just start passing them around and just start drawing more and it, it, those those were fun those were fun times doing that. I can't get into details of what we were drawing, but we were drawing some fun stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Picking, picking up on that, any executive that came in to meet like with the crew uh, did so at their peril because I, I, I learned this early on when you're around uh, 
animators, keep your mouth shut or else there will be a very unflattering picture of you <clears throat> appears at the conference table and then gets passed around and then an animal is doing something to you. And then, you know, and then it, it just, it just, it's like a chain and then they pass it around and the person's up front talking about, well, we think this is where the show should go and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like smiling and that picture just gets added on and added on. And, you know, I wish I had one of those still because they, they're really good. It, it's really good. But like I say, don't, don't get, um, shall we say, don't get pompous in a room full of artists. At, you do it at your own peril. I got some boxes in my garage I could rummage through. Maybe I can call you. I have a big manila envelope from Nickelodeon. And those big manila envelopes is just full. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. Hey, Mario, I have a question for you. Because mm. I, I still do it once in a while, and people still laugh at this, that you did. Uh, your imitation of Charlton Heston. Yeah. <laughs> it came out of no it's like i don't even remember what brought it up oh wait because we did an episode with, with charlton hessen in it right yeah and i and i and i just i just did that impersonation of charlton hessen it just it, it basically you just you talk while you're inhaling <laughs> that's how you do <laughs> charlton hessen you go, oh my god yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I, doesn't Daggett do Charlton Heston in that episode? Keep your damn eight paws off me. Yeah, you just you just do that. You just you just like go beat red. You just yeah. Keep your damn dirty eight paws off. <laughs> <laughs> That was the Omega Beaver, right? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Set up the Omega where it sent up the Omega Man. Yeah. So, so that that's it's <laughs> so we were just doing that around the studio. <laughs> it's like, yep. Ah, ah. <laughs> All right, who's next? Arnie, what about you? Ah, just meeting great friends. Uh, uh, I think you guys are one of the best groups ever. That's <laughs> nice, high praise. I'm not kidding, man. It, it, it was fun. It's a lot of fun. Just yeah. great group of people. Yeah, I, I, I miss the Anger Beaver days. They were. Yep, I sure they do. Were, they were beyond a blast. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still remember that uh, monorail system I set up on our offices. Does anyone remember that? Yes. Yeah. That's how we would pass our uh, we're doing approvals to that, right, Mitch? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We um to 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 give the context, went to I went to Toys R Us. I was getting something I don't remember, and I saw in the clearance section they had these huge boxes of these really cheap. <laughs> it's just this nylon line that you put on these clips, and there's this little little um, hanging monorail thingy that's on batteries and remotes. And it just goes along and just you can make it any way you want. You just got to clip the, the clips to something, let the nylon line go on, and then it goes. So we clipped them to all the offices and made a kind of a monorail system. And the, and the thing also holds uh, messages. So we were able to, we all had our remotes. Because I bought like two or three of these things to make it a real big one. And 
we would hit our remotes and the message would go by then our remote would lose uh lose range the other director would pick it up and <laughs> keep on going <laughs> yeah we would be drawing and all of a sudden a note would fall on our head because it was like <laughs> rob or mario sending us a message uh, of an edit <laughs> yep. yep, i remember that <laughs> yeah but one of the funnest memories for me was um, we had a family day, a Nick family day, and Star Trek's, uh, I'm sorry, Star Wars's Luke Skywalker, the younger son, I mean, this younger version of Luke Skywalker came and um, Mark Hamill had come. And one of our revisionists on our team, Pete, was a fanatic of Star Wars. He would just have the DVD playing on his computer like, just ongoing the whole day and every friday he'd go to toys r us and buy one of the action figures and keep it in the box and his whole cubicle was the box he had the posters up so i was giving a tour to these two actors and i said can you guys do me a favor and they're like sure i said well this friend of ours is a huge star wars fan would you sign a few things in his cubicle and this was on a sunday so they came into the cubicle and they signed all of Pete's uh, action figures and posters and everything. And Pete would come in early, earlier than all of us. So on Monday morning, I go in and Pete's like, he's just standing in his cubicle, like he's not moving. And I go, are you okay? And he goes, either somebody played a really sick joke on me or I'm about to pass out. And I said, you're about to pass out. And he was like, <laughs> Like he lost his freaking mind. I think he was from Can was he from Kansas? He was calling home the whole day, telling all his friends. He didn't work at all that day, by the way. Just telling everybody what had happened. So it was one of the, like the coolest memories I have from Nickelodeon days. That's now, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and the five minute parties. I think those were great. <laughs> For me on the on the show, the whole thing was just fun. I mean, I love coming in. I'd love and I'd be happy going home, even on those crazy, crazy drawing days. Nothing like being able to just sit there and draw for like eight hours, you know, straight. But, you know, um, creatively, the creative process was my favorite thing. And my most part of my most favorite thing was was working with Mitch and we'd sit down and we sketch things out. And I learned so much from him the way, you know, his the way you think comically, we married you do, you were doing some of those classes teaching everybody how to, um, where to find the humor. I think you use the example that one episode where Daggett is um, chopping on a tree and then he runs way in the back and the tree like slams on him from that giant mountain. Yeah. So uh, the creative, the learning, all that stuff was just incredible. And a lot of that stuff that I learned from there influences me has influenced me moving forward because it was just such an incredible experience, you know. What is Yimto? Well, first of all, it stands for You Must Be Thinking of Another Podcast. And second of all, it's those unhinged conversations you have with your best friend. We talk about whether it's okay to not wash your legs in the shower. We wonder what variety of apples would make the best names for racehorses. We talk about our real life problems. And we argue about basically everything else. So come to Yimtope if you crave movie reviews, hot opinions on society's problems, or just the company of friends. We'll see you there every, every Monday. Monday. Great. It's my story.
That was a great story, Mike. I know, right? That was, great. <laughs> yes. was that the was that the episode, the great round golden nutball thingy episode <laughs> with the tree that fell? <laughs> yeah, that was it. I think it was one of the first. Uh, I think it was. Are you impressed? I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been second season. Season one but also too, like the, the people were great. Like um, we never Jerry Rashawn, our color stylist, just yeah. incredible lady. I learned yes. a lot from her. Mm. And Mitch, I actually I was talking about this the other day. Um, when we started Beavers, we were doing cell paint mm. colors, right? And then we switched gears to the um, the the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of midstream. Yeah midstream okay i remember when we switched to animatics and then uh uh production had to scan all our storyboard pages into the computer and then started making uh animatics for edit that was the uh, first time animatics started getting into a process yeah now I, so, I'm, oh go ahead go ahead no go ahead no no oh no i just had another question if you're still answering go ahead Oh no! I was just gonna say. So, so was was the first season or second season? Was that all done by cells, and then it switched over? Yeah, because I have some cells. Oh, you do have some. Okay. Yeah. Arnie, are you at the hospital? Huh? Is Arnie at the hospital? Is it time for the grandchild? <laughs> no. <laughs> My battery happened live. So you ran into a store while we were doing it. <laughs> I gotta charge the phone. Uh, yeah. Oh, Arnie! So in our in I our first in our first Angry Beavers episode that we did, we got a chance to talk with uh, John uh, Derevlani, and um, and he he told us that during the time that you guys were coming up, it was kind of the Wild West. Uh, in terms of in terms of what was happening at Nickelodeon, it was like just on the cusp of them kind of becoming a corporate entity. Um, and so I just kind of want to know, like, what what's it been like uh, for you guys to to grow in your career from from the Wild West to what I imagine to be a much more structured environment for most of you now? Um, for me, it's, it, that goes hand in hand with the question you asked before about my favorite recollection of of being beavers is exactly that is that we were like last of of the uh of the freedom to play i mean we that's that i mean we were all young and we were all at, at our, in our prime and for me it was my first i had you know i had just transitioned from uh from on camera to the animation world and my on camera career was kind of like in kind of a desperate place because they kept saying he doesn't he doesn't sound like he looks he doesn't sound like he looks it's okay if he's playing a nerd or something like that but when I got into the studio with Mitch I was kind of spoiled because I had the freedom to overlap Norbert and Norbert to overlap me and to play and to improvise which was my background um and so that's what I take away from it is that it was like a family and it was a family and we were a family of crazy, 
idiosyncratic, eccentric people that just gelled really well. And I think, I don't think like for me, I've had that kind of freedom in a long time that we had on Angry Beavers to play and be silly. And, um, and you know, uh, so I think that's my takeaways. Since then, you know, for me, I like to be part of something other than I walk in, I record and I'm done. I don't like that. I like the fact that Mitch and I were, were friends. We've been friends for a long time. We can pick up where we left off if we haven't seen each other, like with Mario or anybody else or Keith. And it's still there, you know, 25 years later. But a lot of my, my um, contemporaries, they just, you know, go to one job and another job and they go to the next one. But to me, I'm like emotionally invested in, in the shows that we do. And yeah. I was definitely emotionally invested, and I still am in every character that that I that I create. But particularly with the Angry Beavers, it was my first, uh, you know, domestic animated series. I had done Power Rangers prior to that, but that was just you know, dubbing over lights flashing, going ay 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 ay. And but with Daggett, I actually felt like I had a a part in the creation of something, which mm. meant a lot to me. Mm. Well, plus you had the 300 auditions for Norbert to sit through. <laughs> but, you, but you were a champ. You came in and worked with all those actors. I, I loved it. We had a great time. And, and you and I spent a lot of time standing outside while you'd have a cigarette talking about classic comedy and how much we loved the, the Marx Brothers and Laurel and Hardy and all those things that we loved, you know? Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite parts was when a show came back and it was done and we would all sit together and watch mm. the first time of that episode and how rewarding that felt. And it's like, that, those are my lines. And, you know, everybody would know, oh, that's how it turned out great. And I loved that family around the couch. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed that day we had the, uh, the Halloween special, the day the world got really screwed up. Yeah. And they, they premiered it in the gymnasium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a great day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that yeah. was because we had um, uh, Mr. Kane on a lot of our, our episodes. And, and he, you know, uh, we I send my thoughts to him all the time because he had a massive stroke. And, um, and, it, and I, you know, I hope for his well being and that he, he, you know, I've talked to his family or kept track. And he's doing well, but he's just not, he wasn't that Oxnard Montolvo that we absolutely loved, you know, so. I think going back, also going back to what John Durablaney had said, when we came on board, they were still doing one-off shows. And unlike um, what Nicktoons has probably become, but what Disney always was and uh, Warner, Every time Nick would start up a new show, it had a completely different look and vibe because there wasn't a standard, you know, character design department. There wasn't a standard Bee Gees department. There wasn't a studio look that like most of the other studios had. That if you saw something from Hanna-Barbera, it looked like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. If you saw something from Warner Brothers or Disney, it had, you know, and it was just the machine. But... I just remember when we were crewing up at uh, Gunther Wall, 
uh, it took forever because it was like we were reinventing the wheel. It wasn't just like you said, like, okay, we like your cartoon. Now here's the background department. Here's the this, the that. And they'll take care of all of this. It's like, no, well, you got to create that all by yourself. And that's why I think part of the camaraderie, part of the, the fondness yeah. people have for that was that we were kind of like, it was, we were putting on a show in the barn in a way. Yeah. Like, so to, yeah. to the way other, you know, big time animation was being done at the time. And, you know, once we got into the studio, things sort of changed, but still kept that thing that we had our own crew. You know, yeah. the, we, we, were, we were doing our show. We weren't, you know, like uh, subbing people out to Cat Dog or SpongeBob yeah. or anybody yeah. else. Just like we did Beavers. And this yes. is how Beavers gets done. And these are the, and these are the nut jobs that do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's why we're why even after all this time, you know, um, always, hey, like nothing, like we haven't seen each other, like you yeah. know, like we've just saw each other. I agree. Yeah. One thing, like, remember who did the credits? Remember, at one point, the credits changed to being personalized. Yes. And then yeah. Arpi, I'm Armenian, Cricorian. Like, yes. so that, that also mixed. shows. That yeah, like, but that also shows how much we knew each other because yeah. each title was so specific to that person. You have to have known who that person was to write that name for them in the credit. So that was super cool. I was always upset that we didn't get one, but Mitch told me is that we couldn't do it because of SAG, you oh. had to use our names correctly. Uh, oh. I, I always wanted one. Remember that, Mitch? Yeah, I do. Mike, what was yours? Uh, Michael Q. Vamanos. Oh, yes. <laughs> but it, it changed all the just, time, though. It changed it? all the time. Hey, hey Michael, yeah, Vamanos, Ceballos. It was different, though. It would change it was different each time. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have to go through some old episodes, see what they did to me. <laughs> that was do, super fun. Do you guys ever go back and watch, revisit? Yeah, I watched, I watched them on Paramount Plus. They, yeah, same. Mitch, was right. Mitch said, said to me way back then, he said, the problem with the Beavers is we're ahead of our time. Yeah. And he was right. We were mm -hmm. ahead of our time. Absolutely. That many times. That, I, I mean, I feel like the comedy of that show shaped Tej and mine's generation um, yeah. and how sarcastic we are. <laughs> <laughs> but and, it still holds up. Oh, absolutely! All this, the comedy holds this up. This is a com completely different, you know, time than back in 1997 to 2000. I think one when the show was on the air, and we were, we rewatched it before we watched these episodes, and I don't think there's any really dated references in there that like you'd watch and be like, no one, no one's gonna get that. That's that didn't age well. Um, all of the all of the humor kind of still holds up. If you put this on TV now, I think. People would still watch it. I think more people would watch. It well, we I, classic humor. I think uh, Mary Harrington. Like these terrible shows now. Mary Harrington was big on everything being evergreen. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't make multiple references. Uh, just keep it broad, so it can play ten years from now. Yeah, we did. We did that. Every now and then, I'll 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 break out on my own a little <laughs> to see if I could still do it. <laughs> if we were to do it again, if I could still do this, <laughs> I think I still have it. I think I could still do it. <laughs> you got it. 
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes. can, can we can we get a muscular beaver? Muscular beaver. Careful, citizen, or you'll cut yourself on my razor sharp for a doink. <laughs> I'm I'm still upset that there was no dedicated double O beaver series. Ah uh, yes, double <laughs> beaver. Yeah, muscular a- beaver is like I, I remember in a because we have we had meetings with the we all sit with the writers <laughs> and the artists and everybody we all sit and we discuss the show and I remember just in passing at the end of the meeting I came up with that idea I said you know at the end of the episode why don't we have them all flying in formation <laughs> and, then, and then somebody says hey we don't know how to fly and then they all start falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're talking about about to just spread your wings and go woo! <laughs> like, we just get into this. We just get into this formation. They're all flying, and it's like, great. We don't know how to fly. One by one, they others start dropping out of the sky. It was just an idea in passing. I never thought that would actually get into the show. The one, the one muscular beaver bit that I really liked. I think it was in the first one, and the animation was just brilliant. Was when he is fighting Tobot. Oh, oh yeah, that second one. Oh, Tobot is the first one. You're right. Tobot was the first one, but it's he's got him. He's got him on his foot, <laughs> on one foot, and it's that uh, Mitch. Who designed that one, Mitch? Who designed Tobot? I don't remember. Think it was, it was, it was, was that you? Not you, Michael? Yeah. No, it's Statima. 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 Oh, Statima. But anyway, it was just it was this kind of jiggly thing on his toe, and he's bouncing. He's just doing this whole scene with that robot on his toe, and he's fighting it, and it's fighting him, and it's. You know, it's like the schizophrenia that was Daggett, you know, in that character. God, that what I I think Daggett was schizophrenic because I was also schizophrenic. (laughs) But I just watched that episode of Muscovy Beaver the other day, and I just love that Daggett's hands are like this, paws are like this as he's stealing the picnic basket. <laughs> My cloak of invisibility. <laughs> I love when he's he's coaching a tree flower of how to use her. Uh, God, I, I forget what the the ability is, but to attack is like yeah. even more fear. <laughs> <laughs> His body is like shaking, going. <laughs> <laughs> What was the one with the musk where they actually had a plastic cap on the tail and you could undo the, the tab? Wow. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that one. Another one bites the musk. Another one bites the musk. That one, and of course, the, the one with the lumberjacks, lumberjacks delight. Oh, yeah, the lumberjacks delight. And I don't know where that joke came from, but it was uh, Nick Norbert was the legendary French Canadian. Uh, lumberjack Boku Pujo and, yeah. and, and his legendary fur hat Dickie. Yeah. <laughs> Daggett was like coiled up on his head and he was, it was a fur hat named Dickie. Yeah. <laughs> but that uh. was, but we had the, I think that was the thing we encouraged from the script side was goofy is good, silly is better. Yeah. And that's why the jokes could keep moving forward. And like Mitch said, we did have that mandate of ever, evergreen. Like we didn't do like Elvis characters or, you know, Nixon jokes or things like that. It was just like, you just, 
<laughs> just did stuff that was goofy and silly and hope that it would. Yeah. Love the episode where Daggett just is just this blob that sang. And who did we hire? Dag- Daganova. Daganova. Yes, sang him high. <laughs> oh, God. It was, they cracked up when I watched that because who's, who's saying that? It was supposed to be like Stephen Eady. It was like supposed to be like Eady Gourmet, but who? I'm trying to remember who we had seen because it was so good. I ain't no stupid poopy beaver. I ain't no stupid poopy beaver. I like, <laughs> I like beaver, 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 beaver fever. Yeah, I still hear people <laughs> singing beaver fever. Ugh. Every so often, I'll still hear somebody sing Beaver Fever. And I'm like, oh, oh that, that, that lasted. <laughs> that entire episode is just like a brain worm, pretty yeah. much. Every song in it. <laughs> uh, what was the shit that uh, the, uh, Barry the Bear sang, Old Baby? Oh, baby. He was our baby. Uh, well, that's what he helped Barry, helped Barry get his groove back. That's right. Now Barry get his groove back. Exactly. Where this, I think that's where this layout is from. That's Barry's. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> his lounge. Beaver, Beaver, Mitch, you were the record executive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mitch was the record executive in that. Here, song here, song here. Right, Mitch? Do you remember? When you pull up in the limousine and you get out and sign here, sign here, sign here. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I Wait, remember. Oh, I yeah, you had a you had a ponytail. You, you were had a ponytail. ponytail. Wait, I think yeah. he's the guy that goes, i.e. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was making like a wall. Yes, it was from the wall. Yes, it was. It was yeah. so good. I.e. me. It's like his I, body was always front, but his face was always profile. Yes. It was always the, the ponytail, so you could see the ponytail exactly. Yeah, the ponytail was always... and he had the, the triangular nose. Yes, and the and the sunglasses. Yeah. Every time we had to walk him in, he always had to walk in front body, sideways. Yeah, right, <laughs> walk out. I do remember doing Fort Johnson though. Yes. Oh yeah. You'll speak going back around to one that we, I think that was one we got past standards and practices was uh, the Beaver's dad's army buddy, Slap Johnson. Yeah. There's a couple we got. <laughs> oh, away. oh my God. Yeah. There's a couple we got away with. You yeah, bucked me than, the last than that week. We I hurt my back sure. ducking. <laughs> well, that was, <laughs> that was an inside joke. We got away with a few things. I know that. You know, Richard, you mentioned uh, Lee Ermey. And when yeah. he came for the Lipizzaner Stallion, right? Um, I remember he got in the booth. And what a wonderful guy. He was just yeah. a nice guy. And the, the, so I said, uh, he goes, okay, what do you want me to do? And I said, we want you to do your drill sergeant. Because mm-hmm. the boys want to be Lipizzaner Stallion. Yeah. And of course, he went into R-rated NC-17. Yes, he did. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was just amazing. And we, he finishes uh-huh. and like, we're just sitting there like, this is great. But we can't do, do that. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. We have to do it for kids. Okay, you're the boss. And he cleaned it up. And uh, no. but what a nice guy! Wow, what a great guy. We had a lot of guys on there. Uh, Ed was great. Ed Winters was great. Ed, yeah. Uh, Robert Stack was great. Mm-hmm. Robert Stack was great. Uh, yeah. 
Well, Robert Stack did an episode with R. Lee Ermey, the uh, yeah. uh, Tale of Two Rangers. Yeah, right. Yeah. What did what did Kenneth Mars voice when he came in? He did come in, and we tried to get him to do the uh, Inspector yeah. Frankenstein, and he didn't remember it. He didn't remember it. He didn't remember it. Oh. It was like when Ed just kind of wandered into the studio while the recording was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, uh, Ed McMahon came in and yes. he's standing at the mic and he goes, okay, what voice do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> Ed? <laughs> we wanted to do Ed. <laughs> I did. I, I did. I did another, uh, uh, I did a series, uh, I did a show once with Ed McMahon over at Hanna-Barbera and uh, the the whole thing was was we were supposed to be Canadian beavers, and so we had to have a Canadian accent, right? And we're supposed to be like a busload of Canadian beavers playing hockey, and so they would go they'd go Richard show uh, show show Ed how to do the Canadian accent, eh? And I'd be like, oh sure, Ed, it was like this, eh? And he's like, okay, got it. And he would go, oh yes, eh? It was just Ed McMahon, but he would just say A at the end of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so many of our, oh, Mitch, tell the story about well, how Mary Harrington knew when we were recording that day because they already always had an ambulance standing by. Oh, uh, it, yeah, because uh, I like to bring in these, uh, I'm a big fan of B-movie horror movies. So we're doing this show and like, man, maybe I can bring some of these people in. So we had... <laughs> We had Ken Toby come in, who was in the star of the original thing. Uh, we had Beverly Garland. We had uh, some B-movie actors, uh, William Shallot, Peter Graves, all these people. And uh, Mary Harrington says, oh, Mitch must be, there's a uh, hearse parked out. <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> this was the Beverly Garland episode, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The Mighty Knothead? Yeah, The Mighty Knothead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She told some great stories. She, because I was a big fan of her hotel. I love the Beverly Garland Hotel. And I would ask her about My Three Sons, because she was on in the final seasons of My Three Sons. And she would tell stories about how, like, Fred McMurray was such a Depression-era guy that they would always, um, like, say to him, we're going to get you some new shirts uh, Fred, because these ones are pretty worn. He goes, can't you just turn the collar? Because that's what they used to do. And the French, can't you just turn the collar? Or, or like, say they would go to like in the in the uh, uh, the uh, the cap the the commissary, and he would always save like roll, wrap them up, and put them in his sweater pocket. And she would say, you can afford millions of rolls at this point. Fred was just depression era. That was his thought. Yeah. Different mindset entirely, for sure. Um, I have to wrap up, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, we don't have any more questions. So we want to say a big thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to meet with us. And that's been a blast. Just, just shoot, the, shoot the breeze a little bit. Yeah. Well, thank, it's, you. It's thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Everybody. Uh, and we'll we'll, we, uh, we'll we'll tag you guys when when we post the episode next week. 
Perfect. Awesome. Right. Cool. Before we let you guys go, is there anything you guys would like to promote? Promote. Yes, anything you want to promote that you're working anything on? Anything you're working on right now that you want to oh. just get out there? My grandbaby. Yes. yes. <laughs> Arnie's <laughs> grandchild. <laughs> yes. Next Mitch has a new movie. Mitch. Next Wednesday on Netflix is the premiere of the soccer football movie. Nice. Next soccer football. Okay. Write that Next. down. Oh, yes. Um, well, I, I mean, I'm currently on The Great North. Um, oh i love that show yeah i'm currently working on the great north uh, it's <laughs> funny too because i and in the uh when i was on the angry beavers i was a storyboard supervisor and uh just recently i just got promoted because <clears throat> uh, we already have a supervising director so they want me to be his right hand man but they didn't know what to call me so they went to the union tried to figure it all out so i'm right back to being a storyboard supervisor oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome no so I'm above director, but below storyboard supervisor. So yes, Great North, <laughs> we're working on season four now. Excellent. Well, nice. I've got my own business. So rpcreekcorian.com, go yes. check it out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And uh, um, we're um, at Twiddle Productions. We're creating, uh, finishing up a, a limited series for Makama um, Kai, who teaches kids ocean safety. So we're going to be um, doing a private screening on the 20th, and then they'll be rolling it out at the beginning of the year. And then we also produce the Cultural Animation Film Festival, which just wrapped up uh, last month. And our next edition is in April. So Total Productions uh, Instagram or CAF Cultural Animation Film Festival. Uh, both of those, you'll get some information on us there. Sweet. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Have yourself a lovely day and a lovely weekend coming up. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Good to see you. Oh, wait, can we get the screenshot? Let's yes, screenshot. Everyone, oh yeah, everyone, everyone smile. Oh, uh, Mitch is gone. <laughs> I got a few. I got a few. But you here, everyone smile. Good. All right. Who's taking the picture? There you go. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, Richard. Bye, Richard. Bye. Bye, 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 Bye Arnie. Bye, guys. Thanks again, guys. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks, guys. See you guys later. This podcast is produced by Fran Zapata and Undercover Pod Network. Our hosts are Kyle Frazier and Teej Singh. Audio editing by Kyle Frazier. Research by Kyle Frazier, Teej Singh, and Fran Zapata. Story editing by Kyle Frazier, Teej Singh, and Fran Zapata. Make sure you subscribe if you like what we have going on and stay updated on new releases. We release a new episode every other Friday. You can find our podcast on most major platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Audible, and if you're feeling tipsy and want to help us get some nice ice cold chocolate milk, give some love at patreon.com slash thatcartoonpodcast. Also, we'll be sending special gadgets to our patrons, from shoutouts to exclusive stickers, swag, and even some Patreon-exclusive content. See you on the next episode of That Cartoon Podcast.